Dionisio at the plate, he's over to today. Swakowski, the big right hander, lets it go. It's right down Broadway. Dionisio lets it fly, and it's. Oh, it's raining now. Everybody and welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater, the show where two bums talk about other bums at baseball games. I'm Jeremy Dionisio. And I'm Jack Swakowski. This is episode number 143. We're going to be following up on our 2021 season over-unders, um, which should be fun. Uh, but before we get into that, um, we got to do our 143 guys. So, Jack, who do you got? You know, Jeremy, I chose Kevin Tappany. Nice. Okay, very cool. Yeah, um, so I remember him mainly as a twin. Okay. Uh, so he was he was on also on that fabled 1998 Cubs team that I feel like has come up the at least the last three weeks. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know he probably he probably gave up a home run to Mark McGuire that year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not Kevin Tappany, 143 wins, a 4.35 career ERA. If you look at this guy's numbers, Jeremy, he sucked basically. <laughs> He had one good year in 1991. He went 16 and nine with a 2.99 ERA. I believe that 91 Twins team won the World Series. Um, he he uh, he took a long time to get to the big leagues too. I mean, he, I think he pitched in college, so he didn't start the minors till 22. But that 91 season, that was that was his age 27 season. So he was he was already kind of up there. Um, by the time he made it to the big leagues, his rookie year, he was a 26 year old rookie. He had a couple, he had a cup of coffee in 89, but, uh, 90, he finished fifth in, in rookie of the year voting, uh, as a 26 year old. Um, it's pretty old by the time he got to the Cubs, uh, that 98 season, he won 19 games that year. He went 19 and nine, but his ERA was 485. So, uh, that yeah. was just how baseball was back in the late nineties. You could win 19 games, uh, with a 485 ERA. Um, I always actually thought Kevin Tappany was better than he was, um, just because when I was a kid, I always thought the guy who was like your number one starter, or the guy who start, the guy who started the most games for you, was your best pitcher, um, and that's what Kevin Tappany was. He was the guy who would start the most games for the Twins every year for like a couple of years, but uh, yeah, he he wasn't very good. No, he was, um, <clears throat> which made him perfect uh, a perfect free agent signing for the Cubs. Um, <laughs> Because that's who they pretty much got, guys who weren't good but were somehow around a long time, probably longer than they needed to be, and certainly longer because they were signed by the Cubs. Um, and there's, I've, I wonder how many of the guys on, on the 98 Cubs um, would fit into that category. I'm already seeing several <laughs> that, oh, yeah. um, that shouldn't have been around or that just don't make any sense. But, yeah, um, yeah I, 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 first of all, I can't believe that Kevin Tappany won 19 games uh at all and it's crazy that he won 19 games with a 485 era but like you said jack like um that's just kind of how it how it went and you know he was definitely like an innings eater kind of guy i would say um made 34 starts that year for the cubs and um is listed as their number one starter um but uh yeah i i agree that i thought it's like i would have guessed that he was better than he was um and I do remember like his rookie card, like one of his early cards, like in like in upper deck, like so upper deck started in 1989, uh, baseball cards. So mm-hmm. 89, 90, 91, like 92, even like were like big upper deck sets to get. And I remember like his, ro- I feel like it was like his rookie card was like a big card in like the upper deck set. 
um, for for like a minute, and then everyone was like, "Oh yeah, he's not that good." <laughs> um, yeah, oddly enough, on July thirty first of ninety five at the trade deadline, uh, the tr- the Twins traded him and Mark Guthrie to the Dodgers for a player to be named later, uh, Ron Coomer, and uh, a couple yeah. other guys I've never heard of. But I did not know that Ron Coomer started in the Dodgers organization. So yeah. that's weird. Yeah. He doesn't seem like a West Coast guy at all. It would be it's weird to imagine him possibly being in a Dodgers uniform. Like he just he just screams like, you know, twins or a guy that has to has to be in the Midwest. Yeah, definitely. I wonder I wonder if like I wonder if he had like a draft pick card as a Dodger or something cuz for some reason I have Oh, he ended with the Dodgers. He he did end with the Dodgers. Yeah, maybe that's what I'm thinking. Um uh, Ryan Coomer, great uh, baseball reference headshot too. He just looks like <laughs> I don't know. He he looks like Stephen Avery and not not the one not, <laughs> not the one who pitched for, for the for the Braves, but <laughs> the one from Wisconsin. But um, who, yeah, who probably murdered that woman? Yes. But anyway, yeah. Um, uh, but uh, but yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that was a that was a, a nice string we went on there. Um, to get to Stephen Avery from uh, Kevin Tappany. Yeah, my my favorite quote from uh, Making a Murder season one. I haven't watched season two, but I, it, Stephen Avery is like on the phone with somebody, and he's like, "I can't do no life bit, not for something I didn't do." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my my uh, uh, podcast uh, non listener Chris is from a town called uh uh he's he lives right by his mo- his mom lives right by Francis Creek so I've I've been up that way um in Wisconsin so you know the, I think the case was tried in Manitowoc yeah uh, it's Manitowoc County so yeah there hey there you go making a murder uh season I don't know how we got there from Kevin Tappany <laughs> right Kevin Tappany's baseball reference headshot also good uh shows him with a a, a big fatty uh dip yep. in his mouth right there yeah Kevin Tappany, he kind of looks like a poor man's Greg Maddox, and and the, okay, you know, and that kind of like re- maybe would resemble his his career as well. Um, but uh, but yeah, uh, that's a good name, Jack. I'm glad you picked him because that's probably that was like my tempting name to pick uh, to go. You know, if I didn't go with the guy that I did, but um, yeah, it's just one of those guys that pitched for the Cubs, uh, and then he ended like he didn't pitch after the Cubs. Granted, yeah, he like spent like the last years of his career there. I don't remember Kevin Tappany as a Dodger. I do not remember him as a White Sox. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, that was just one of those signings that the Cubs made in the '90s that you were like, you had to be happy about. You're like, oh, okay, Kevin Tappany, all right, he'll he'll be okay. And it's like, yeah, like he'll win 19 games, but he'll also have a almost a, a close to five ERA. Um, so. Yeah, just a uh, just a shining example of like the the bleakness of the '90s Cubs. <laughs> Definitely. Um, one more thing about uh, Kevin Tappany. He went to high school. He went to Escanaba High School in Escanaba, Michigan. Uh, I believe Jeff Daniels wrote a stage play called Escanaba in the Moonlight. Um, <laughs> nice. So there, there you go. That's uh, another another pop culture uh, reference. Uh, digging deep for that one, but there you go. <laughs> Very nice. Um, yeah. Well, there you go, Kevin Tappany. Um, all right, Jack. So my uh, 143 guy went with homers this time around, and I went. And there's only two guys who have 143 homers. Um, so I, I'm trying to pull the list up here really quick. So it was either Joe Mauer, another mm-hmm. former twin. Uh, uh, oh yeah. I did not go with him. I went with Von Hayes, Jack. Do you remember okay. Von Hayes at all? No, he was before my time. Okay, I'm kind of I'm shocked here to see that he was six five. I knew he was like kind of a, he's a, he was a tall, lanky guy, 
but I didn't realize he was 6'5", uh, 6'5", 185 uh, pounds. Um, he's mostly known as a Philly, um, spent nine of his um, 12 years as a Philly, started off with two years with the Cleveland Indians, and then ended his career with the California the California Angels. Um, and just like, you know, I don't know, like he had a, a run there. Um, I primarily remember him as a cub killer, like, and, and I don't, uh, I'm wondering if I can do, I know you can look at it on baseball ref, but I don't know if I can, uh, navigate to it that quickly, but I'm interested to see what his numbers were against the Cubs. But, um, he was just, he played like third base for the Phillies in like the nineties. Um, or maybe he was just like an out, a corner outfielder, I guess for the Phillies, uh, in the nineties. And I just, I just thought of him as like a cub killer. He just had like a look to him. Like you, you like hated his face. Um, and it's weird. I, I don't know why, but I thought he was like German or I thought he was like foreign or something. And like, I pictured him speaking like Hans Gruber from like, uh, die hard or something. Well, he, he does look like the, like, he almost looks like jaws from the James Bond movie. Okay. I can sure, you know, just from his, just from strictly from his baseball reference headshot, or he looks like, uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, the actor who played sugar in, um, uh, that, that Coen brothers movie. Um, no country for old men. Yeah, 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 sure. Um, uh, Javier Bardem. Javier Javier Bardem. Yeah. With his headshot makes him look like Javier Bardem. Okay, I can see that. A little bit, a little bit. Um, Jeremy, I I had never heard of this guy. So he completely, okay. I mean, I guess if you didn't, you know, this is another example of like that five-year mm-hmm. age difference mm-hmm. between us. Like, th- you know, this guy stopped playing in 92. That was his last season. And, you know, he just he was just lost for the ages by the time I started following baseball. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, and I don't, you know, geez, I wonder... I, I wonder like how um, he's known by other play like other fan baseball fans of like you know my age or like maybe a couple years older um, <clears throat> on a national level. Um, he let's see he made uh, I think it said he made one All Star uh, team. Um, I don't want to I don't want to I'll talk about this first. Um, I'm, my instincts were right, Jack. I just looked at his baseball reference and he did the sec- he hit three seventeen for his career against the Cubs with thirteen homers. Wow. Um, and that is his, um, second highest batting average against any team. Um, and certainly like if you do like a qualifier for, for games or for at bats, um, it would probably be the, the best team that he was against. Um, so, so yeah, that my, my memory checks out. He was a, he, he, he did well against the Cubs. Um, he made his one all-star, um, man, it's hard to navigate baseball reference once you get d- deep into their their stuff. Um, in '89, he made a, the, his uh, one All Star team, um, which was probably was that his best year? I'm not sure. Maybe '86 uh, was his best year. Finished eighth in MVP voting that year. But um, yeah, I'll just always remember him as a Cubs killer. And um, I think one notable thing about this, and like I'm gonna definitely like look at this more going forward. Um, speaking of trades. Um, in 1982, he was traded uh, away from the Cleveland Indians to the Phillies, and one of the guys they got back for him was Julio Franco. Um, oh, weird. Yeah, which I did not know that Julio Franco was a Phillies property at any point. Um, no, God, man. If, if he was on the Phillies, he was on everybody. Yeah, he actually played 16 games for the Phillies his rookie year, like in his first year in the bigs. I had no idea. Um but uh, but yeah, he was traded for one, two, three, four, five. So that's why I guess that's why. His, so according to Baseball Reference, his nickname is Five 
five for one. Yeah. And that was that was the trade, I guess, um, in in uh, eighty. What did I say? Eighty two. Um, mm-hmm. Traded by the Indians to the Phillies for Jay Baller, uh, Julio Franco, Manny Trio, George Vukovic, and Jerry Willard. Um, I don't know why that happened. I don't know why the Phillies gave up uh, five guys for him, but they did. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I don't think I've ever heard that. That's probably the only five for one trade I've ever heard of. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I don't know. Um, unless it's like a salary situation or I don't know. But uh, yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of like a five. Like I don't know if I would trade a five guys burger for Vontaze. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I don't know. Um but there you go. So that's that's Von Hayes. Okay, very good. Um yeah, well th- those are some good ones. Uh for number 144, I think we'll have something special coming up for uh for our listeners. So yeah. tune in next week for that. Jeremy, uh since it's basically a done deal at this point, um you know, we should also say that we're, you know, to hype up next yep. week's episode, we are going to a wrestling show uh next week. We are uh the DWA, the Dynamic Wrestling Alliance, I believe, um, which we went to back in, was it February of 2020? It was right before uh, COVID hit. Yeah. Well, COVID was probably already here, but right before the, right before the world got shut down. (laughs) Yeah. If you you ask people in Wuhan, uh, they're like, what do you mean before (laughs) it hit? Um, But yeah. uh, Yeah. God, you know, we had a great time at that event and um, it was a lot of fun and uh, we... Um, it was like one of the last things we, that we did before COVID, um, started and took over. Yeah. So it was February 2nd, 2020. Um, so like a month later, um, a month and a couple days later, we would, uh, you know, the world would shut down and change forever. But, uh, but yeah, so, uh, dynamic wrestling Alliance or, uh, is coming back and, um, we're going to go out to see their, uh, their card, um, if you if you do remember that episode from all the way back then, uh, there were a couple. We 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 talked about a lot of the wrestlers from that card, and uh, we already know a couple of them are going to be facing off uh, in this uh, in this uh, weekend's uh, event. So uh, it'll be really cool to to see it again and to uh, recap it for for you all in the yeah. uh, episode one forty four. Hundred percent. I got to save my my wrestling references. I have to save them all for next week. That yeah. I was going to say. Um, <laughs> Perfect. Uh, yeah, but let's go over our uh, our over unders here, Jeremy. Yeah. Um, where do you where do where should we where do you want to start? Well, I have um, I'm 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 going off of my notes from back in April when we did this. Um, so I have them. You know, we have them sectioned off like Cubs, White Sox, Brewers, the league, um, some, uh, and then I think I guess basically just like podcast related uh, things. Mm-hmm. So um, maybe we can, I, I I would say we do them the same way we did them. Uh, previously but i don't remember what that was I, we could just start with the cubs yeah that sounds good yeah um so the first one we have is uh 0.5 cubs versus brewers brawl brawls um yeah. and we both took the over on that i don't think there were any cubs brewers brawls this year were there no there was nothing that would that would like by the definition qualify as a brawl like there were some i think there was there were I think there were bench clearing incidences, incidents, mm-hmm. um, but there was no official brawl. So, um, okay. Yeah. I think we, we, we both missed on that one. Yeah. Um, I do feel like the Brewers had some beef with Wilson Contreras at, at some point this year for like, yeah. uh, celebrate for celebrating a home run. But, yeah. um, like you said, nothing ever came to blows. Yeah, no. Um, you know, uh, 
was it Brandon Woodruff threw behind? It wasn't Wilson Contreras. It was someone else, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it maybe it was. Uh, was it Baez? No. It was a lefty, I want to say, but I, I could be wrong. Um, okay, okay. Yeah, I can't I can't remember now. Uh, whoever it was was probably traded. They were probably traded away. <laughs> yeah, he's no he's no longer on the Cubs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, okay. Well, uh, that, here's a good one though, there, Jeremy. I, I don't know what we were what we were thinking, but it said uh, uh, games with Cubs, Bryant and Rizzo, two hundred and ten combined. Um, well, you know what though, uh, uh, the trade deadline is usually what uh, probably after game one ten or or game one oh five, right around then. Anyway. Uh, Rizzo and Bryant did not play 210 games combined. We both had the over on that one. We both thought they were going to play more combined games than that. Yeah. They played 185 combined games okay. with the Cubs. Cool, cool. Yeah, I, I looked that up. I, I couldn't remember the exact number, but I did cross-reference that last week. I mean, mm-hmm. were you saying that uh, you don't know what we were thinking by where we set the over-under or by taking yeah, the well, that, that's No, no, I don't know what we were thinking by uh, thinking they would both be on the Cubs that long. Bryant got traded at, on the 31st, right, or very, or very close to it? Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. 210 just seems just seems high. Maybe, we, maybe you and I, I, I think 210 is a reasonable number to pick for the over under i think that we 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 were just pretty off um, well i mean i listen i took him because i didn't want the cubs to trade away chris bryan and <laughs> Anthony Rizzo, so that's why i took the over but uh, i was wishful thinking yeah i mean honestly dude when when i made that when when, when we like made that that over under i was like uh, let's put this in for fun but um i i'm hoping it doesn't it, it you know it doesn't matter but it absolutely mattered and like yeah i th- honestly i mean the two ten was. I guess. I guess we could have. I guess we could have set the over under at like whatever the exact game was that they would hit on seven on the thirty first because they wouldn't have been able to go over. It would just either over that or not. Um, <clears throat> but you know, uh, we, we, we did. I think we did pretty well with setting the number. Um, we did. You know, but uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, that was an under for both. So that's pretty fucking sad. Now, the next one, this is a funny one, Jeremy. We had <laughs> yeah. a Jake Arrieta one. Uh, yeah. It was ERA wins and strikeouts. So the ERA was set at 435. Wins was 9. Strikeouts was 150. So I had the over on all. Um, Jeremy, you had the under <laughs> on ERA. Wow, yeah. I don't know what you're... Yeah, you had... Again, this is probably wishful thinking. So you had yeah. under 435 ERA, over 9 wins, over 100... 150 strikeouts. You had high hopes for Jake Arrieta here. Um, yeah. And for the season, he finished with a 739 ERA, five wins, and 83 strikeouts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not good. <laughs> no. Um, so I'm, I'm, was I right on? Yeah. I, so I, I was right three. on the over for ERA. That yeah. was that was about it. Yeah. So you didn't do that much better than me, no. Jack. But no, I didn't, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He. He uh, far exceeded what both of us thought, um, you know, he would do in terms of his badness. I'm looking at yeah. his numbers here. I'm surprised he started four games for a Padres team that was trying to contend. That was a joke, man. It's like, first of all, no one should have given him another chance. And then, like, he even came back because he got injured in his first game with the Padres. And then he came back later, I think. And it's like, yeah. why? Why? Yeah. Because like, I think by the time he came back, the Padres kind of were out of it at that point. So it's like, why even bother? But like, I think they were still like clinging on hopes of, of, of still making it a run. But, uh, but yeah, no such, no such luck. No. Um, wow. And yeah. And, uh, he left Chicago telling a reporter that he wished, wished he w- would take off his mask. Yeah. So, um, 
you know, great guy, great yeah, guy. Nico yeah. Nico Horner um, is our next one here, uh, and there was the eighty-one games played was the uh, over/under. I think I had the under. Um, Jeremy, you had the the over. These are these are funny. You your yours are all like <laughs> wish. They're all wishful wishful yeah. thinking. Um, he only played about half that. He played forty-four. So I was I was right on that one. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty. That's a big bummer. Like. Um, mm-hmm. a guy who, <clears throat> you know, definitely could have helped the Cubs just couldn't like stay on the field, um, and looked good when he was in, in full swing, but just, uh, couldn't stay healthy. I remember the, the impetus for, for, for even doing this one was, it wasn't even injury related. It was because he didn't break the team, the, the, the break camp with the club, even though he had like the best spring out of any Cubs player. Um, mm-hmm. so, so yeah, but, uh, it was injuries that, uh, ended up be following him yeah um i think we saw him play in that last game though right against the twins um yeah yeah he did play that game didn't he yeah okay yeah 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 so he was he was back which was which was cool to see um the next one is uh jock peterson related um jeremy i'm shocked so the the, it was jock peterson 220 average um jeremy i i took the under you took the over yeah uh you if you would have held a gun to my head and told me that jock peterson hit 230 i wouldn't would not have believed you that he hit 238 for the season 230 with the cubs i can't believe his average was that high yeah i mean you know i i feel like 220 was pretty generous but um you know it didn't feel like he hit 230 even um, no, because he started like off, he hit 190 because he started off really bad too i believe yeah um uh let me see if i can pull up his game log really quick um and sometimes baseball reference just doesn't uh you know one thing about baseball reference that i'm getting kind of annoyed about are these damn what? ads that they have like yeah it'll like it, it takes a long time for them to load and then like it like you'll click something and you know it'll bump everything down and it'll, yeah, it'll fuck everything, everything up. So it's kind of annoying. Um, yeah. I mean, like as of like May 8th, he was hitting 172. Um, wow. So yeah, not good. Um, and he got pretty hot at the end of May and then, um, you know, I guess that's why the average stayed up there. But uh, yeah, I mean, even like, you know, if you split, if we were, I was like, I was trying to look at that one to see like, what about how did how did he do with just the Cubs? Well, how did he do overall? Like, but like you know, he he goes over bo- on both of them. So, I'll take the point for that one. <laughs> but I if if you would have put it at two thirty, I would have been like, ugh, uh, give me the under. Like I yeah, was right. I was thinking when I said over on two twenty, I was thinking two twenty one. So, <laughs> um, Jack Peterson post train wreck post game interviews. Uh, 1.5. I took the under, you took the over. Yeah, yeah. So, did, he, did he have any with the Cubs? You know, the, I I really, I watched, I, I tried to see, I tried to see as many as I could. I definitely saw multiple, I saw probably like a half dozen post-game interviews with him. Um, and like, I was really, really trying to to watch for, for train wreck ones. Like, um, you know, we talked about, there was obviously the one, um, in the playoffs uh, with the Dodgers where he was like drunk or whatever. And like um, the, back in like 2017 or 20, I think it was in 2016 um, when they were, when they clinched the LDS and they were going to play the Cubs. Um, the Pete, the post game panel of Pete Rose and Frank Thomas and uh, those guys, they were making fun of uh, Jock Peterson for being drunk. And I think what it turns out is like, that's just kind of the way he talks. Um mm-hmm. 
so like that was like kind of the impetus for these post game things. He did another one with um with the Dodgers like at the end of 2020. Um there were some you know dumb ones I would say but like nothing that I would call a train wreck like those other examples. So I think I think I don't think he went over one and a half for that one. Okay. Well, uh I guess I guess the under ended up being the uh the correct one there. Yep. Um Okay, White Sox. Moving uh, on to the White Sox. We have one more for the Cubs. Uh, Marquee, oh, did we? Marquee oh, Marquee announcer, announcer incident. Yeah, okay. Uh, All right. That was one and a half. Um, we both took the under on that. And um, again, I think like uh, I that you know, and that 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 includes the you know any like the post game announcers as well, like like Mark Grace and the dingbat comment. That's yeah, that's yeah. The spirit of that one. Um, I don't think we had two. I don't think we had two. No, and the re- I, you know the reason there were under 1.5 marquee announcer incidents is probably because they like you know stepped back from Mark Grace a little right. bit this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They 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 withheld him for a while. I think I didn't even see his face until like maybe like June or something. So um, they were they were trying to to keep their distance. They certainly had enough people in and out of the booth for to to you know, to give them a chance to hit that over. But it, I just, I don't think it happened. So no, it'll be interesting to see what happens to JD though, going forward. I, I know. I don't know what they're going to do. Um, this year, I feel like if JD was out officially, they may have, would have announced it already, but, um, yeah. So they're probably just going to keep doing what they did last year, which is just like kind of different combinations almost every day or at least every series for sure. No, for uh, for sure. Um, okay, so unfortunately, under 1.5 marquee announcer incidents. Um, and not many announcer incidents in general. You know, we didn't have any Tom Brennemans. We didn't have, you know, uh, not too much stuff. Although there was, wait, who was the guy who made the comment about Yoan Moncada in the playoffs? Oh, yeah, Jim Cott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you had a good tweet about that, too, Jeremy. Um, uh, or just like just like the broadcast in general, you're like, oh, yeah. yeah, you know, is there a Statcast version of this broadcast? Mine is mine is set to old because yeah. I think it was I think it was him and Buck Showalter. It was, yeah, and they both just sounded just completely out of touch. So yeah, yeah. oh yeah, like Buck Showalter was like, you know, yeah, all this. Uh, He's like, all this analytics stuff is, you know, is is great. But you know, you know what I always looked at when we were evaluating a player? GP, games played. You know, you got to have a guy who goes out there every day. And, I, hey, you know what? He's not wrong. Like, you know, I, I wouldn't want Corey Seager on my team. But, like, still, um, come on, man. Yeah, for sure. Um, it, it just, it's, it's sad because I even like Buck Showalter. And Buck Showalter is a guy who does kind of have a sense of humor, but... It just it all didn't go well, and like Bob Costas was the 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 play by play guy for that, uh, and it just was not. Uh, it just it didn't. It just wasn't good. It, it, they made they made Bob Costas look bad, which is hard to do. I think. Yes. Generally yeah, speaking, yeah. he's a pretty solid guy, um, and uh, it was embarrassing for Bob Costas to be part of that. Well, Most I've enough. I've heard Buck Showalter wants to get back into managing, so we'll see. <laughs> well, see if he, he does. Yeah, he can manage the White Sox, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When TLR steps down, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Well, yeah. Perfect. That's a good segue into our next uh, next segment here, uh, which is the White Sox. Um, so the first one we had was White Sox pitcher DL stints, um, specifically Crochet and Kopech. So yeah. you know, would they go on the DL two point five times or more? Um, yeah. I had the under. And you had the over. Yep. Um, and Jack, I think it was maybe one DL stint for both of them. Yeah, I'm, I, I gave a 
cursory glance to uh, MLB.com, and in, I would have swore that that I could have swore that Kopech had two and Crochet had one, but as far as I can tell, they each only had one, and it was both in. Um, yeah, Kopech went on the Crochet went on in April, I believe, and Kopech went on in at the end of May. So it was looking good there for a while, and then they they I think they kept it together. So got painfully close hit nah. hit two but couldn't hit that third dl stint to to make me a winner so yeah yeah you know i was gonna say jeremy i didn't realize i was like man 2.5 seems kind of high but all we needed was one of those guys to go on the dl twice yeah no absolutely yeah i thought i thought two and 2.5 was was safe um unless like they both went out with a you know tj you know and then w- obviously would only have one uh stint but uh, but yeah, I guess you know. Lucky, luckily for for those guys, they avoided that. Well, if and, we if we would have included Carlos Rodon, I think we would have. Uh, <laughs> right. Oh, of course, did he ever go on the DL, or did the did the White Sox just baby him all year and then not uh, pitch him in the playoffs? I, no, I think he did go on the DL right before, like in like September, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he did. He went on the DL, ate some ate some chili dogs, um, uh, or at least according to that guy who who DM'd him on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, and I, I was I would add to to this whole conversation too is that I think if Tony Russa knew how to use Garrett Crochet maybe he would have pitched more and necessitated a DL stint but uh, yeah he was pitching in like <laughs> the fifth inning or the sixth inning and you know so um, yeah not didn't throw too many high leverage pitches I guess no no um, well uh, another White Sox injury related one um Eloy regular season games played 15 only um so we both had the over on this one and we were right yeah I think he came in at uh it was either 44 or 55 games played um yeah. so he actually he ended up playing uh quite a bit yeah he did and um yeah luckily for for him um that injury he came back a lot earlier than some of the most uh conservative estimations um you know, came in. I think he was back by the end of July, even maybe, right? Yeah, yeah. It was fifty-five games that he played in. Yeah, yeah. So good um, for him. Surprised he's only twenty-four still, too. That's pretty. It's pretty damn young. Yeah. Um, uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, that was the shirt the White Sox had. Thanks for Eloy. Yep. That's um, right. The obvious shirt. Okay. Times Larusa blames himself for himself for Sox <laughs> loss. Four point five. I had the over. You had the under. I, I so I was trying to th- rack my brain and think about this. I think he maybe had like three. I don't think, I think he, he had, had five. Three. I think he had three also. He had one. We, yeah. we never really talked about it, but he had one at the end of the year um, where he like blamed himself um, for putting Kimbrel like in, out in the eighth inning or something, and he gave up some runs. Um, and yeah, we didn't. We, there was another one early on that we talked about, and I, I think there is a third one too. Um, yeah, it was the 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 earliest one I remember. I think is when he um, uh, when he blamed himself for not taking Giolito out of a game when Giolito was tired. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, there is there there were a couple where he should have blamed himself. <laughs> yeah. uh, one one of them was when he used Liam Hendricks as like the 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 Manfred man when he didn't have to because sure. he didn't know the rule. Yeah. But he didn't blame himself for that. He's like, I think he was just like, oh well. Uh, now I guess I know the rule. Right. Um, like he was just kind of an asshole about it. And then I mean, he also maybe could have blamed himself a little bit for your your mean Mercedes's demise. Yep. But you know, <laughs> he he didn't blame himself for that either. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. I don't know. Um, but 
And then, uh, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. he came in. Uh, he came in the under on that one. And then we also had Larusa sleep sobriety incidents, point five, uh, which you know, which would mean one. Uh, yeah. uh, so he, he, we both had the over, and he actually didn't have it, have one. He, he kept himself he kept himself together pretty well. Yeah, I mean, so uh, definitely sobriety incidences for sure. Um, I would say if I, I would I would submit an inquiry if this were like a, a, a horse race. <laughs> I would submit an inquiry, inquiry uh, to the judges because it, I, w- I want credit for one cumulative sleep incident by every single by by uh, way of 162 post game press conferences where his eyelids were like looked heavier than like you know a batting donut because like his eye he looked like he was falling asleep during every postseason press conference. And, uh, um, you know, so give me let's let's make 162 of those equal like one full fledged incident and uh, give me the over on that, I would say. But hey, you know, let, let's put his coaches under oath, you know, <laughs> um, like like did he you know, he must have fallen asleep in the dugout at some point in, uh, during some game. Yes, um, I yeah, I know. Yeah, right. Exactly. Check the tapes, you know, talk to the people because, yeah, I'm not. You know, the, we can go under on that one, but I'm I'm calling for I'm demanding an asterisk at the very least. <laughs> hey, I'm sure I'm also like positive that Jerry Reinsdorf uh, like probably gave him a driver to and from the games. Right. So, um, and we've already mentioned his name. Uh, I'm your <laughs> mean. Uh, so, like, man, that, that's too bad. Could have been like an I, I'm Spartacus type of thing. But uh, yeah, your mean Mercedes. Over or under on a 300 average. At the time we did that episode, he was probably hitting about 375. Um, I think he was even hitting he, higher than that. <laughs> he might have been um, if, if you look at his game logs. Uh, but he ended the year at 271, and that was that was plummeting. Um, it would have been lower if they would have kept him on the roster longer. So he finished at 271. Uh, I believe we both had the under on that one, and we were right. We did, yeah. I'm just looking real quick. So then. The date on my note for that is April 9th. Um, so so I'm going to say that I wrote the note for that for April 9th. On April 9th, Jack, he was hitting 556. <laughs> um, so and we, we were like, he won't hit over 300. And he dropped below 300 on June 3rd. Um, wow. So, yeah, if <laughs> I guess if the White Sox would have, like, had the mercy to, like, send him to the minors a couple weeks earlier or, like, a month earlier – um, you know, he still would have, uh, he would have maintained that, but, um, but yeah, unfortunately he was around long enough to drop below 300. Mm, mm. Um, and now he's, well, actually he's not retired anymore. I think he came back after yeah. a day. It was, um, yeah, it's only one day that he was retired. Yeah. Yeah. But a strange, strange guy. Um, okay. Well that does it for our White Sox ones. Um, let's move on to our Brewers ones. Uh, so the first guy is Corbin Burns. Yep. The over-unders were a three ERA, 15 wins, and 190 strikeouts. So for me, I had his ERA at under three, um, wins under 15, and strikeouts over 190. Jeremy, you had him over a three ERA, under 15 wins, and over on strikeouts. So, yep. Jeremy, you were... Uh, uh, you were incorrect on the ERA, but right on the other two. Yep. I was right on all three. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, you know, I thought I, Burns could have had a great season and still went over three ERA, um, but uh, he had a truly great year, possibly a Cy Young uh, winning 
uh, season. So, yeah. Yeah, maybe. He, he spent a little time on the shelf. He only started 28 games. Um, and, yeah, he only won 11 games. Uh, wins don't matter uh, anymore in today's uh, – in, in this day and age. But, uh, yeah, he, he did have a, a really great season. It'll be interesting to see if, if he gets the Cy Young with only 167 innings pitched. Um, there's not too many starters who've had uh, that few innings pitched and won the Cy Young, I don't think. Um, but that'll be that'll be interesting. And I, if he wins the Cy Young, I'm gonna I'm gonna kick myself because the odds of him winning it were 40 to one at the beginning of the year, and I I did think he had a legitimate shot at it. I, I I'm I for your sake, Jack. I hope he doesn't win it either because I know. that's a that's a rough bet to to not to not go out on it, it it is and the odds on him doing that will never be the same again and i don't know if i'll ever have that much of a hot pick for for cy young again we'll yeah. see i, I wish i wish i, I would have just made a bet like on your behalf because um i did put in my juan soto bet of leading the the league and hitting and um he made a run for it at the end but uh just did not just did not do it so i lost yeah, no. five bucks on that the, the only thing he led the league in was uh attending game playoff games that he wasn't involved in yeah exactly um, uh okay uh next one daniel robertson 200 plate appearances yeah uh, i had the under on that one you had the over yep. jeremy we all remember that if daniel robertson um you know had gotten over 200 plate appearances i was going to wear a javi baez jersey was... to a non to a brewers game where they didn't play the cubs <laughs> I love those. I love those. Uh, those qualif- those like spec. You know, um, specs on that. Um, but uh, this was the talk of the the podcast for the first couple of months of the season. It was. It was. Yeah, we we had an update on it um, about uh, just about every week, and for a while it looked like he maybe actually was going to get it. Yeah. Um, he finished with ninety plate appearances. Um, I'm trying to see when I'm going to look when the Brewers released him here. Uh, uh, cannot find it. Um, so November seventh, twenty twenty one, he was granted free agency. So maybe they just sent him to the minors or something. I don't know. But um, yeah, he he ninety plate appearances, so he made it about halfway there. But he didn't he didn't quite didn't quite make it. His last game for the Brewers was the fourth of July. Oh, okay, okay. Um, interesting. Yeah, I I almost thought he made it a little longer than that. But uh, you know, I guess it I guess it only seemed that way. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I, Half season of Daniel Robertson feels like a whole season. <laughs> okay, okay. You had the over on that one. I think you were just. I think you maybe yeah. that was one you maybe just picked uh, with the hopes of of me having to wear a Baez jersey. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yes. <laughs> um, okay, Keston Hira. Time sent to minors. Point five. Um, I had the over on that one. You had the under. Uh, I think he was sent to the minors at least twice. Okay. So I was right once. Like earlier in the year, I think he got sent down in June, uh, and then I, I th- he got they called him up for a little while and he got sent down again. He might have even got sent down a third time. He had a really dreadful season. He was not um, anywhere near the playoff roster either, right? No, no, uh, no. He did not, not even close. Yeah, yeah, uh, not great. Um, I think, uh, I think after seeing like a little more of his season, you know, I was regretting that that under pick but uh but yeah he's got some things to figure out for next year christian yelich uh 30 home runs um uh i had the under you had the over um man jeremy when you're right you're right on that one uh (laughs) and and talking about myself here yeah he finished with nine home runs in four four hundred seventy five plate appearances 
Um, he just he, he just he looked uh, you know he looked like he couldn't hit the ball to the warning track if he was standing on second base this year. It was really bad. Two forty eight. Uh, yeah, just those nine home runs. Um, and, you know, they're paying this guy to be a superstar. They gave him superstar money. And, of course, um, fittingly, he he struck out looking to end the Brewers' season. Um, Will Smith just went right after him like it was no big deal. Like Because that, that's, how, that's how you pitch Christian Yelich these days. So that's, <laughs> you know, you talk about another guy who's maybe got some work to do. Um, yeah, he definitely does as well. Uh, I mean, I you know, I think that um, nine homers, right? So yeah, <clears throat> I think I I would say Pete Davidson could have maybe even hit more than nine homers. <laughs> he certainly hit more than nine homers with mega babes uh, that he's dated, <laughs> uh, including Kim Kardashian more, more recently. But uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's uh, that's that's shocking. Um, you know, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like. I don't know what the over-under for next year for Yelich home runs would be. We'd have to set it to, like, 14 or something, you know? Yeah, yeah, right. Um, uh, Yeah, I mean, I would say, like, yeah, 14, 15. um, And people would be happy if he went over that. Um, At this point, I think Brewers fans would kill to see him hit hit 20 homers. Um, You know, he looks kind of untradeable. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. Um, you know, next year's a new year. So I'm, I'm hoping the guy turns it around. I like him. I don't have anything against Christian Yelich. He was my favorite player for a while. So, yeah, um, yeah they're going to have to hope he turns that around because if they don't, they're screwed because, you know, that, that contract is a, uh, you know, that, that could be a crippling contract for them. Yeah, definitely bad. Well, uh, those are the Brewers, Jeremy, um, and I got them all right. What yeah. can I say? Um, I, I know my team. Um, <laughs> or maybe I'm just not uh, as, as much of a homer as, as, some, as some are. <laughs> I was going to say you're uh, willing to be a little more realistic, I guess. Um, you, you picked the Cubs to win the division, too. I think we were going to go with division winners later, yeah. and uh, I, I couldn't remember because I didn't write down who I picked, so that's a wash for me. But I, I think I remember you picking the Cubs to win the Central. I did. I struggled with it, but I ultimately went with the Cubs there. I mean, some of these I went – some of these were like for the the good of the podcast, just to pick opposite of you. But um, sure, you know, uh, yeah. I mean, hey, the Cubs were in first place on like June first or something, um, you know, and then they decided to, yeah, they they decided to just wave the white flag. But um, but yeah, uh, well, we could we could get into that. But um, yeah, so we have some like league ones too here to to look at as well. Yeah, um, this first one is Stanton and Judge home runs versus Voigt and DJ LeMahieu home runs. Uh, this one wasn't even close, man. No. Um, this was a fucking joke. Luke Voigt and DJ LeMahieu combined for 21 home runs, and Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton combined for like 567 of them. <laughs> yeah. um, no, they, it was uh, Judge had 39 and Stanton had 35. So those guys together um, finally had a good year, which is what, what people have been waiting for. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's kind of what we were going for there. Like, would would they stay healthy enough to beat? Like, I think. And did Voight and D- and Lemayhew have the most homers on the Yankees the previous year? I don't know if they led the if they were one two for the Yan- for the twenty twenty Yankees, but uh, you know, Voight hit a lot. Voight led the. Did he lead the league in homers in twenty twenty? Yeah, I feel like everybody season? was talking about Luke Voight in twenty twenty. Yeah, did he even? Did he play like? 20 games this year i don't even know yeah i'm seeing 68 games but it seemed like he was hurt the whole season yeah um i think i picked uh i picked 
Voight and DJ, and you picked Stanton and Judge. That was the that that was a good pick. Well, here's the thing: the, Stanton hadn't been healthy in like two years, and mm-hmm. Judge Judge had been hurt a lot over the last couple of years as well. So I think that was just based on their injury history. But you ended up being right. Yeah, yeah. It um it it turned out the way it was supposed to turn out for the. For yep. The yes. Hundred uh, percent. Yeah, for sure. Um, so Juan Soto, we talked about already. We set his over under and hits with at one eighty five. Uh, Jack took the under. I took the over, and he hit. He had one hundred fifty seven hits uh, for the yeah. season. Pretty damn good. Um, uh, yeah. So Jeremy, I guess I was right on that one. But uh, Juan Soto has already almost five hundred hits. Um, as and he's only 22 years old. Yeah. So, he's 20, 23 in 17 days now. So that's pretty good to have 500 hits by the time you're you're 23. Yeah, he's um he's exciting. I I you know I he might he may end up being the best of all these like young studs right now. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm he's got 98 high. home runs too. Yeah. Yeah, super high on on Juan Soto. So uh, not going out on a limb there, but uh, I I'm I'm a I'm a big Juan Soto fan. Nice, nice. Well, um, the Royals wins uh, 89.5. I had the over, you had the under. I, I was I was pretty high on the Royals at the start of this season, but they only finished with 74 wins. Yeah, and again, <clears throat> started off well, I think, um, the first couple months, uh, maybe, or maybe, eh, I don't know, maybe the first month and a half or something, but like... Yeah, it, that, they clearly they they quickly became uh, pretenders and not contenders. Um, so, yeah, I had the under on that one, so uh, I'll get I'll take the point there. Yes, yes, you will. Um, these next two are pretty funny, and we don't have to dwell <laughs> we don't have to dwell on them. But we yeah. had some Trevor Bauer ones, uh, seventeen wins. We both had the under, um, you know, and he helped us out there by you know, getting suspended for being a dirt bag. Yep. Um, and then uh, Bauer and Mets tw- pitchers Twitter beef, 1.5. I had the over, you had the under, Jeremy. Um, and again, there was it was an incomplete season. So, uh, <laughs> right. you know, b- baseball baseball players just kind of stopped uh, reacting to and interacting with Trevor Bauer over social media. So um, uh, I don't know if he's going to pitch again, but, um, you know, he sure didn't get 17 wins. No, um, no, it definitely did not end up. I don't. I don't recall like Noah Syndergaard saying like, "Hey, way to go on those allegations" or anything. So I don't think. I don't know if there's there were two, um, you know, official Twitter beefs there. So um, so yeah. So probably an under on that one as well. No, definitely. Um, okay. So this next one, uh, league leader home run total forty two point five. So we both had the over on that one, and we were both right. Um, uh, Jeremy, was it, uh, did Vlad Guerrero Jr. end up leading the league in home runs? Yeah, 48, 48 for Vlad Guerrero Jr. He led the majors this year. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, that's always a a tough one. Depends, kind of depends on how, how, you know, what, what kind of ball they're using, I guess. Um, I think, you know, there was a lot of talk about, you know, the, um, the balls they were using in previous years and leading to more homers. And they were going to, you know, change that. I think that was this year that they were saying that they were going to, you know, stop using a juiced ball or something or, or like, you know, pay attention to that. Um, if every game was played at the uh, field of dreams, uh, they would have shattered <laughs> the, the all time record. because <laughs> Those balls were definitely juiced. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like uh, there was, there was still some power there and uh, yeah, Vlad, Vlad, crush that uh that that total 
What a yeah, what a what an amazing season he had. Um, and then Cardinals way incidents, one point five. Um, I had the over. What, what what did you take, Jeremy? You know, I don't. I, yeah, it's not on my notes here. I I no, I, and it's not on mine either. Yeah. Maybe it's just a given that you took the over. Yeah, I think I think I probably did too. I think maybe yeah, just because maybe we both took the over. I didn't even put my my initials down, but um, but yeah, um, uh, took the over. But I mean, let's. I mean, what did we have? What did we have here? Um. Did we have two? I'm trying to think. Uh, I, I sort of I, I wasn't following the Cardinals too much until uh, their 17 game winning streak yeah. at the end of the season. So I don't know. I don't I, know, Jeremy. No, I mean, and I feel like if there were two, they would they would jump out to us. Or if there were like any, if there were clear cut ones, they would you know we would be remembering them. I mean, uh, I I mean I when I, I'm thinking about mostly just fresh on my mind like the Mike Schilt like argument uh on that like the last Cubs home game with the, the that dropped foul ball um was it um w- was this before or after the uh was it Castellanos who screamed at that Cardinals pitcher yeah do you remember was. that yeah 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 Jake Woodford okay. I believe um that it was probably before that um but yeah I'm not sure um I'm not sure where that falls into everything. No, you know what? That was after that. That was after that. Um, that okay. happened on April, f- like third, I think. Yep. 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 So, um, yeah. And then, I mean, the only other thing I could say, like, you know, if you want to put in there, like Schilt getting fired and um, well, <laughs> listen, hear me out here. Um, Schilt gets fired. The Cardinals say we have a lot of good internal uh, pro- uh, candidates, number one. And then number two, Cardinals Nation calls for Yadi Molina. So, you know, those were, <laughs> those were, those were, out, of, um, those were out of the season. So maybe they, they don't count. But, you know, you could try to – and then they ended up hiring from within anyway. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'd say no. But, um, you know, I would, I would submit those arguments uh, in a court of law. You know, um, something I find kind of funny is that you and uh, you and your wife took a trip to St. Louis, um, mm-hmm. and you know when you got back on the podcast, you were you were making fun of the fact that you could get Cardinals tickets for five dollars, mm-hmm. um, and this was maybe in late August or just in August that you took this trip, and then they went and went on a seventeen game winning streak. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe you might you might have been partly responsible, um, just like jinxing, uh, you know, yourself. I, for that one, it's very likely could be true. The Cubs, no, no, uh, famously, you know, didn't win a game the whole two weeks I was on my honeymoon in 2019 <laughs> and fell out of contention. Uh, so yeah, I seem to have a, a, a lot of sway over things that happen in real life. So, <laughs> um, okay, so we have we have rookies, um, uh, Jared Kellenick, Wander Franco, and Julio Rodriguez. Um, I'm not I don't sure have written. We, da- I'm not sure if we actually did that one on the pod, Jack. I think that was one okay. I was throwing out there. Um, Julio sure. Rodriguez didn't make the majors. Kellenick was up and down. Franco. Um, it'll be interesting to see if Franco wins the Rookie of the Year. Like the finalists are um, Rosarena, Franco, and then um, I think the Luis Garcia guy from the uh, Astros. Um, I I don't know. I think Franco is going to win it because of that that um, hit hitting st- or that on base streak that he had. But uh, I don't know. We'll see. It's kind of crazy that a Rosarena is a, uh, a rookie this year. He's still um, eligible, yeah, for sure. Don't don't think of him that way. But he was he was um, okay. Uh, last but not least, pod related um, 
stuff. Jeremy's celebrity run-ins, 0.5. We both yeah. had the over, and this was just, you were fresh off of your conversation with Chris Chelios, I that's, believe. That's um, right, yeah. Who, um, who gave, uh, who definitely gave his thoughts on the ways you couldn't, couldn't do business, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah because the, the food lines were so long for the uh, <laughs> mobile pickup orders. Um, and I also, because, um, you know, I... I had a near miss uh, with Chris Bryant at my local card shop. Um, yes. You know, I never, never got to see that. Never actually got to be. Um, well, I was, I was, yeah, I was in the same uh, room there. Like I didn't talk to him, but uh, the, the card shop owner ended up getting a card signed for me by Chris Bryant, but I didn't actually meet him. So I don't think that counts. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, we really didn't, um, we would go on to meet uh, or to see a lot of players and get some autographs, but uh, that's not really in the spirit of this, of this, this, uh, you know, uh, over under. So I think, uh, I think that was a zero for the rest of the season. It was unfortunately, but yeah. uh, you know, who knows, maybe next year uh, rain delay theater games attended. We had 9.5. So we both had the over on that one. And I think we thought we were being optimistic at the time. Cause I don't mm. think we had attended a game yet in, uh, in the season. Right. And we, we made it to like 14 or 15 games this year. We crushed it. Yeah. We crushed it. Yeah. Definitely went on a good run in uh, August and September. Um, but yeah, I think it was, I think it was 14 and then it would have been 15 with that rain out. Um, yep. if I remember correctly, but yeah, we crushed that one and that was the most we've gone to, um, in a season for the podcast. So, um, we'll have, uh, we'll have our work cut out for us next year. Um, but, uh, hopefully we can, hopefully we can hit that again. Yeah. It's, it's hard to get to more than that, Jeremy, it um, is, yeah. you know, as, as adults with, uh, you know, different schedules, yep. but yeah, we did, we did good. We crushed it. Now times Jack eats at a game yeah. one, 1. 1.5. Uh, we both took the over on this one and again, crushed, crushed it. it, dude, yeah. crushed it. Like I crushed, uh, all of the food that I got. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know what. Was Jack? Was there um? Was there like a switch that turned for you, or like what well, is it? Well, one of the problems, Jeremy, was that I think in uh, it was in 2019. Um, I had those in uh, 2018 and and 2019. Okay. I had those Invisalign aligners yeah. in my in my mouth. Um, uh, so you know, I, I was getting my teeth fixed, and I had those things in for like 18 months. And I, I the the first week I had them in was like the like episode two of the podcast. Oh, wow. So like. That that prevented me from being able to eat in game during games because you can't you can't take that shit out. Um, so yeah, I, I I did come back with a with a vengeance this year. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean I I so I ate at almost every game I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. At, at at some point it became like uh you know like like uh, old hat or something just like yeah a fixture. Of the experience. Trying to think of the the best thing that I ate overall, and you know you can you can give your two cents on mm-hmm. what you liked as well. But I, I think it's a tie between that. It was during the rainout. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like that. Uh, I think it was an Italian sausage, maybe. Uh, on like, uh, it, it was like this. I can't remember what kind of bread it was on. But the bread was pretty good. Like French bread. Uh, yeah, it was French bread. Yeah, and then it had hot peppers on it. That was really good, but also the sausage that we got, um, it was like that beer sausage maybe, or the, the Chipotle sausage at the Beloit Snappers yep. game. Yeah. That was got that was goddamn good too. Yes. Uh that was um yeah, that was that was my best bite of the season mm. for sure. That mm-hmm. that sausage at the, at the Snappers game. Damn good. Um Jack, this is this is baseball adjacent, so I'll say it on the podcast, but um I um <laughs> I like to make a I like to get like that Zatarans stuff that like 
rice, you know, in a box, like mixed kind of thing. It's like, it's like rice aroni, but it's like, um, you know, Cajun style or whatever. Mm -hmm. So they have like red beans and rice and, you know, and different things like that, uh, jambalaya. And then they tell you, you know, to cut up different meats, whatever, like whatever you want and put it, mix it in there and, you know, make it a fuller meal or whatever. So I've been buying, they, they have like this generic, it's like Vienna. No, no, no. What is it? It's like Eckridge farm andouille sausage or something and it's it's lame it's like a poor excuse for andouille sausage which is a cajun um sausage um but um i found one in my grocer's uh uh you know for, uh, refrigerated section by clement sausages um, oh an andouille sausage uh and it is damn good and i would i would i would like um challenge like any sausage from like new orleans to to rival it it's it's really good and i bring that up because it's baseball adjacent because clement uh was a sausage that uh, the company that provided sausages uh at miller park for many yeah, years i think clements might be a wisconsin company yeah yeah so like um you know it's good to know uh we got uh i, I mean hey i'm a proud chicagoan but when it comes to sausages i'll claim the whole midwest um, well, and and Jeremy, <laughs> uh, I think Clemens lost the contract with they, Miller Park. They did, which is yeah. bogus. Um, and I, a lot of Brewers fans were upset about that. I think. Yeah, they were. Uh, I think that Brewers fans were more upset about Clemens sausages not being there than they were about Miller Park changing its name to Amfam Field. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Well, uh, so that's a good one. Um, and yeah, Jeremy, I, I plan to I plan to keep helping you out with the uh, the food next year yeah, um, nice. when we're at these games and, and looking forward to it. Uh, so the last one was previous characters seen at games. So you know, would would we run into uh, that secure former security guard guy? Uh, what what kind of security guard? Well, who did he work for? You know, the guy who was like, "Let's go White Sox, Jimmy Jimmy Can Can." Yeah, what kind of security guard was that guy? Oh, was he an Andy Frayne? Was that yeah, what it was? Yeah, and, an and Andy Frayne, an Andy Frayne security guard. Yeah, there you go. Um, oh, sure, yeah. That was a long, long-winded explanation of that guy. But you know, Sam Eagle. Would we see Sam Eagle? And yeah. we didn't run into. Maybe it, who knows? Maybe it was the pandemic. Um, mm-hmm. But we didn't run into any previous characters that we had seen at games. No, we certainly met some new ones. And we, we did, we did. I mean, we had Brewer's Kid, we had Bleacher Jeff, who I'm sure we'll see again. Yep. Um, I mean, my, I guess my tie guy, but it's like that kind of doesn't really count because if you go to a Cubs game, you're gonna see my tie guy. It's true. Yeah, you know what? I mean, even still, because the over under was two and a half, so even if you want to count my tie guy, that still only gives us one. Right. Um, so I could make the argument for that, but because because we did come in close proximity to him, um, and and honestly, the first time we came into proximity to him was when we were ball hawking. So yeah, you know what? That I don't know if I, I would I, if I had to rule, I would maybe say no um, for my tie guy. But you're right; he's such a fixture there that it's almost a given. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, we, we definitely made some new ones like uh, the uh, the security guard guy too. The the packing yes. security guard. Uh, yes, and the, the bus, Muslims. the bus driver the too. Bus driver with the the hot chip bus driver. Um, so um, these guys will be guys to to look for next year, um, which I think we have a good chance of um, seeing them. Um, 
you know, definitely the bus driver. I don't. I wonder if that security guard guy is gonna like, you know, catch a catch a charge and an, an arms charge or something and go <laughs> go go behind the slammer or something. But um, but yeah, I don't. Yeah, I mean, none of those classic guys. Uh, we didn't really see any of them this year. Not even you know the. The, the Cubs don't sell, like, they don't have, like, the scorecard guys anymore, so we didn't see Catfish Man. Like, nope. yeah, it's kind of sad. Um, Yeah, Jeremy, uh, one, one last thing about my Thai guy was, uh, well, I don't think we ever talked about this on the podcast, but we were talking about a tweet. Um, I think it was just over text that my Thai guy had. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, 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 like, took a picture of Wrigley Field at, like, you know, 1 or 2 in the morning, and he was like, no one else is still here, but I am. It's a vibe. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, what? Yeah. It's that's just a weird tweet, dude. Why are you hanging around an empty Wrigley field at like one in the morning? It's not a vibe. Nobody <laughs> else is there. It's just it's it's just an empty baseball stadium. I mean the vibe is like loneliness or like like uh, isolation. <laughs> like it's like, you know, he shares the same vibe with Travis Bickle. Um <laughs> I was yeah, I'm gonna say. <laughs> yeah, but like Jack, I don't think we ever talked about this, which is just it's too much of a fucking Pandora's box to to unravel. But uh listener Pete, um, who who might be a guest on on an upcoming episode here in the off season, he sent me a tweet from from my Thai guy that like my Thai guy was like mugged. Like and right you know, and rightfully so, walking around <laughs> at two two AM in Wrigley in Wrigleyville. But like he was like it was like a tweet that he tweeted and it was like surveillance footage from someone's nest cam. And it, it was a guy walking up behind a guy who was supposedly my tie guy. And, and you see like a muzzle flat, you see like a gunshot go over, off over his head. And then Jesus. the guy, then the guy like runs away. And I'm like, this is too much to fucking unpack and to fact check. I didn't even, I didn't even share it with you, but there, th- that is out there somewhere too. So like we could, we could look into that, I guess, but it's like, I think my tie guy was mugged. But I feel like if someone shoots a gun over your head, you'll you go deaf. Like it's like I don't even know. But like I, you know, who would know? Was this was this before or after we saw him at that last Twins game? It was before that. Okay. Um. And uh, but it was after. Um. I think it was after the time we saw him walk through the the crowd and like uh and when he tweeted that picture of being it was maybe like a week or two after he tweeted that picture of. Of the you know I the the dead streets of Wrigleyville, or whatever. <laughs> so, I don't know. Hey, and Jeremy, that's a that's a dumb move on the part of the robber. I mean, if if I saw a guy with a jersey oh. that said Mai Tai guy on it, I would probably assume his wallet didn't have too much money in it. Oh God, I would assume that, and I would also assume that like he's like he's the kind of guy who like doesn't hold back. And that he's the kind of guy who would like grab the gun out of your hand, you know, and like, you know, and do whatever. But like, yeah, so I would, it's just like, yeah, when you, when you talk about like marks or whatever, like, you know, looking for a mark, like someone who, who you can rob, that would not be the guy I would go for. <laughs> yeah. For, for a variety of reasons. Yes. Um, okay. Uh, awesome. Well, we, we did it, Jeremy. Those are some pretty good over unders. Um, yeah. We'll do it again next year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To look at predictions really quick, Jack, I know you don't have yours there. Um, honestly, like the, the division winners and stuff, like, you know, uh, I think it's maybe more interesting to look at, like, the, the award winners that we might have picked or, like, and, like, the World Series finalists and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. so you had, um, like, I had Tampa Bay over the, the, the Padres in the World Series. Um, I got close with Tampa Bay, but... Um, I didn't really get that close, but that was my best shot. 
They and they looked good for a while, but uh, it was not to be. Jack, you had San Diego over somebody, uh, right? Yeah, I, I know I had San Diego in the World Series, and also I pathetically I think I had Luis Robert as the MVP. Yeah, I, I mean, so I I had Vlad for AL MVP, and like. God damn it, he would have gotten it if Otani didn't become Babe Ruth, like I thought he was right. going to be in 2018. Um, but uh, but yeah, Vlad had a great year, um, and uh, but but Otani just did things that haven't been seen since Babe Ruth. So he's probably, and we don't know this yet, like who's gonna the awards haven't been announced yet. But um, but yeah, it's not going to be any of those. Uh, you know, Vlad has a chance, but and and Tatis has a chance too. Who was my NL MVP? But he's not going to win it. No, uh, no, I don't think so. Not not for that Padres team. Um, okay, well that that's some that's some good stuff. Uh, uh, looking forward to going to the wrestling event on Saturday. Uh, one last thing: the Cubs picked up Wade Miley. <laughs> that's right. Uh, which is like being heralded. I feel like it's being heralded as like the the move of the offseason thus far. Um, there's I think there's only been two really, but um, the the Dodgers signed Andrew Heaney to like a one year contract. Um, but uh, but yeah, like they they tried to pass Wade Miley through waivers and the Cubs claimed him. And then they picked up his option, so he's in the rotation for next year, um, uh, at a pretty good price, uh, all things considered. Uh, I was never the biggest Wade Miley fan, but um, for this Cub team, uh, for where they're at. Um, and for like the money they paid him, I think it's a, I think it's a, it's a pretty decent move. It's as, as decent as any. Um, so, uh, so yeah, that's, that's been the, the talk thus far. Yeah. I, uh, I like, um, I like that move for them. I think, I think he's a, I think he's solid. Yeah. Uh, all right, Jeremy, well, we can, we can wrap this one up. Um, and yeah. we'll do our, we'll do our wrestling episode next week. So for rain delay theater, I'm Jack Swakowski. I'm Jeremy Dionisio. And we'll see you next time.